Hey everybody, welcome to this board game life episode number 40, titled Missing. This is a show about board gaming, um, tabletop gaming, which I guess is kind of the same thing. Anything else we want to talk about? Card games, miniatures games, uh, all that good stuff. I am one of your fine hosts for tonight. My name is Rob, and with me, as always, I got my good buddy Mark. Hey Rob, how you doing? Hey everybody out there. Um, this is Mark coming at you live and yeah, I don't have an <laughs> intro yet. I'm so used to the old intro. I'm like, wait, everything's yeah. wrong. Yeah. So how you doing, Rob? Uh, I'm doing good. And we don't need to talk about, uh, anything other than any board games. avatars, any gamer scores, any nope. service names or anything like that. We're just Mark and Rob. Mark and Rob. That's it. And all our Mark and Rob goodness. <laughs> but uh yeah i don't think we actually have any like crazy stuff to talk about before we get into the show i think we could just start talking right i think we already have yeah yeah how about that yeah but so i am title, curious yeah <laughs> i'm curious oh, what, what the title's for <laughs> okay no, no worries no worries am so, i yeah, gonna learn later this thing yeah you'll, you'll know in a little bit okay this is just something that happened today that kind of got me wondering and uh just kind of want to see what your thoughts are and maybe what some of the listeners thoughts are and stuff like that but uh yeah so yeah let's uh get talking about some of the stuff that we've been playing lately uh i know your list is uh a little bit longer than mine because you're lucky to have some willing uh players in your household <laughs> or maybe not always forced <laughs> forced gamers <laughs> that's good enough that's good enough if the end result is always the same but uh yeah for me i don't think i played anything like super new or anything like that but uh i did a couple of games of azul and then uh mark actually in um you and i played azul online and then we also played uh, Dragonheart which is an oldie but a goodie nice little card game um you know i i know that one's on your list so we'll talk about it a little bit more when when we get to your list over there and uh i think that's about it for me i'm looking at the pile of games on the floor over here because <laughs> there is no shelf space in the house left for him and that's usually where the recent games go to there yeah the recently played games are either on the floor in front of the shelf or they're in a bag um i use one of those i, I don't know what you would call them they're like those they're not really cloth but they're not like plastic it's those like shopping bags that they sell those like reusable Oh yeah, bags. But I got them at the Chicago Auto Show a while back, and they say like Ford on them. But they're perfect for games. You just put a couple of games in a small bag, maybe like a foot and a half by a foot and a half tall, maybe like a foot wide when it's opened up. But yeah. you know, it, it fits just a couple of games, and I usually throw stuff in there and, and take them over to people's houses. So yeah, my games are usually in that. Because <laughs> when I bring it home, I just put it down, or they're on the floor, which I don't like having them on the floor, but that's what happens. Otherwise, you have a house full of shelves, which maybe some people do. But uh, how about you? What have you been getting to the table lately? So this 
this past two weeks. Um, I did get to play some more Sushi Go. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I, I've got an elderly mom that uh, I guess she'll probably be upset if she hears me say that she's elderly. <laughs> she's not she's not like feeble or anything, but yeah. she's in her 70s. And so I've been working, try, you know, I kind of been getting her into gaming because um, in fact, I even read an article to her tonight. I went over there. Um, we always go over there on Monday nights to have dinner with her. And then my kids usually will take her trash out because that's her trash night. So they'll haul their trash and recycle down to her curb and stuff for her. So, but um, I was reading an article tonight to her about it. Um, and it was interesting about, uh, of course, here I go getting off topic, but I'll get right back to what I played. But um, they were talking about how this was like the top five games by like, gaming experts from kind of all over it was like you know all these experts in the field and they took all these different sources and like here's like what kind of generated the best five games kind of as a whole and the article was talking about how board gaming is gone beyond like sorry and you know the the early games that we used to play you know Candyland stuff like that and how how it's not just for kids anymore. And there's a lot of games for adults and then how like people, there's been studies for people that like in their seventies who they're getting benefits from playing board games because it helps with the mind. And they're seeing like people that are in their seventies, even if they start playing in their seventies, they're benefiting from time away from screens and their, their minds are like, getting better like they're getting a little bit sharper they're able to because they're actually using brain power you're actually having to think and do things where you know obviously i, I mean i play a lot of video games um i'm on my ipad every single night probably for way too long i should get more sleep but it really is mindless i play this one game that i'm really like all i'm doing is pushing a button i don't really play the game it, it actually plays itself <laughs> and i'm like What's the point, you know, where that's what I've really enjoyed about board gaming is, you know, I'm having not only my playing a game and I'm having to really seriously think about what my actions are going to do instead of just like shooting a gun somewhere on a, in a, in a video game or something. Um, it really does make you think. And so I've been playing, taking games over, uh, getting her some smaller things. Um, and so Sushi Go is one we actually tried to teach her. It's not hard, but again, someone in their 70s, it can be hard to follow. Um, but she actually kind of enjoyed it. Uh, it wasn't her favorite of the night, but um, she did She did play, you know, and that's, that's the thing. She is doing it. She is learning something. Um, so we had good with that. Um, I took another game that she really does like as another card game called play nine, a very simple game. Um, she really enjoys that one. So we play that. So we got to play several rounds of that. Um, and then I also picked up, um, uh, an old game called Racco. It's another card game and it's a lot of fun. And she really enjoyed that too. Oh, wow. So yeah, she really likes that. Um, and Racco yeah, kind of play nine and Racco, those are like ancient games. Yeah, but they're so good. They still are very simple, easy to, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you have like a parent, like a senior parent or something that you want to maybe, it's got to be something that they can easily pick up, you yeah. know? Um, and these are games that she really does enjoy. So, um, we've done, I've done that with her. Um, also I've so played. Basically, basically what you're saying is. 
you target the games for 12 o'clock flashers. 12 o'clock flashers. Yeah. That's, those are the that people one. that have all of their VCR displays oh. flashing 12. <laughs> yes. Right? Okay. There you go. Exactly. Yep. So those are good little fun games. Um, sure. And again, you know, this, this, this podcast, you're going to get some of this because I'm going to play them. I like some of these games. I really enjoy them too. So you're going to get the, the heavy stuff from Rob. You're going to get the lighter stuff from me, but I'm starting to put some heavier stuff in here. I'm working my way up. So um, now our last podcast, you, you, I think you had mentioned Azul and I had made a comment about, I've looked at the box like, and I'm like, ugh, you know, like it, it's the box itself turns me off. Don't and be I was like, judgy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know what you mean though. Yeah. So that was two weeks ago. I now have two Azul core boxes and two Azul expansions <laughs> on my how shelf. Do have, how do you have two of them? Because I got the main game and then there's one called. Oh, okay. I think it's Summer Pavilion. Yeah. That I picked up. So it's it's not the tiles. It's still about the same thing, but it's, it's like they're expansion. like diamond shaped. Yeah. They're like diamond shaped. Um and then there's some kind of like clock tower. And instead of laying tiles on a floor, you're building, I think you're this one is designing stained oh. glass windows or something like that. But and and it's a little, it plays a little different, but it's like there it looks like there's still a lot of the same type of concepts. Um, so I haven't played that one yet, but I have played a lot of Azul, both mm-hmm. online with you and on the table. And then there's like an expansion. It's so pack. easy. Yeah. Yeah. And there's an expansion and I bought the expansion because it comes with these plastic trays that sit oh. over your thing to yeah, keep your, mosaic, your, right? to keep your tiles in it. Okay. Yes. So crystal let, mosaic. Let me, yes. Let me. Let me get your thoughts on that overlay, because I have some definite opinions on it. <laughs> what you thinking? <laughs> what what do you want me? So you want my thoughts yeah. first? Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so just from that alone, I like it because it keeps it keeps everything in line. Does um, it really? <laughs> Well, I mean, so the tiles, I think, keeps it in line really well. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. The score tracker, I, I thought it was going to be an individual hole for every point, but it's like every two points. So it can still slide between like one and two or three and four. So it can still slide. But so far, it has helped, especially with like my kids. Because they'll move and it's like, boom, there went the whole board. Oh, yeah, the whole table shifts. Yeah, so it it has done, it's been a lot better with those in place. And my daughter really likes them compared to not having it because she she's, <laughs> she'll look at the table and stuff goes flying, okay? She's one of these yeah. that spills her drink every day. And mind you, she's almost 18. She'll be 18 this year, okay? She'll just spill everything she's always got to wear like a hoodie because she's always cold so the sleeves are dragging and knocking stuff over and or she's wrapped in a blanket and so this helped a lot now with that said so i don't i don't have a negative and i will probably always use them 
the negative I would say would be that you have to, when you store it, I don't, I don't think you can store them in the original box with the boards. And even in the expansion box, you have to put, because the expansion comes with four new boards. So it, yeah. it's like one board, you know, two-sided, but you get four of them so that it gives you different varieties of way to play. Um, and, but you have to put the, the plastic cover in a board. Like they, you can't just grab the four boards, put them in, grab the four covers and put them on top and close the lid. The lid won't close. You get box lift that way. So, you, you know, so for someone who doesn't like box lift, which I have one that is right out of the, took out the plastic wrap and it already went whoop. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Um, yeah, you have to pack them that way, which some people might not like. And it would be nice to be able to put the covers in the original box because original, I probably won't pull out the expansion boards, not for quite a while. Because we're just, right. I got, we're all just getting used to it. So I like just having it out and knowing where I need to put stuff. And because right now it's been real fun and how quick it is to like, I learned very quickly that, okay, I'm start. Okay, I get the idea, know how to play. And then it's like, I start watching, like, I was looking at my daughter's board the other day. When you're getting down to the last few tiles, you start looking at what everyone else needs and it's like, okay, what am I going to stick them with? <laughs> you know? And I'm yeah. like, this, it's so funny. She started to cover her board. She saw me look and she's like, stop, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, what? <laughs> but it's, it's, that, an, that is funny though. It, it's an incredible yeah. game. I love it. Yeah. And, he, and I'm so grateful you mentioned it. And this has taught he me did. a lesson. Don't judge a board game by the box art. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Or the story. So in, in terms of games, uh, you know, Azul is very abstract, um, you know, meaning, you know, whatever theme it has is kind of, I mean, it could be anything, right? It's just, right. it's just a game that you're doing like pattern matching and you're going through you know, a certain selection process, right? So, yeah. you know, they chose like, you know, the moors and, you know, the tiles, palace, all that stuff like that. And, you know, it, it's really interesting how as games get reprinted, you know, let's say 10 years from now, I, I don't think this will happen with Azul, but let's say 10 years from now, there's a reprint of Azul because it was out of print for a while. You know, they might totally change it to something else. And, you know, one thing might look really lame, the other thing, right? The new reprint might have something like really more interesting. Let's say like a space theme. And yeah. you look at the box and you're like, oh, that's cool. But functionally, it's the same game and it really doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, right? Because, I mean, personally, I like when I play Azul, I don't get any perception of like, oh, these are tiles. I'm like, no, <laughs> this one's blue. This one's red. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this one's black. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting yeah. for like someone like myself, the box art turned me off. And then I remember, and but I keep hearing about this game. So I remember looking, okay, well, what is this? Oh, 16th century Spaniard, whatever craftsman. I'm like, you know, I'm like, you lost me at like, you know, right off the bat, like with your medieval times type <laughs> description. And it's like, when you play the game, none of that's there. It's like, so right. I almost feel like they're th like you said, the theme for me hurt it because I would have never played this. Your perception. But then, yeah. 
it was your discussion about it. And and I, I trust, I don't know why I trust you. You've steered me wrong in a couple of ways in the past. Oh, whatever. whatever. <laughs> Forbidden Island, <coughs> Colorado, <coughs> which I will say, I need to go back and play both of those games yeah. because I'm in a different place now, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. um, yeah, Azul's awesome. Like I yeah, just, it is. yeah. So now I'm now when I go look at a game, it'll be like, and, it's, and I was going to say one thing too about it is that it's very simple technically, right? Once, yes. Once you play it once and you get over like, you know, especially if you're a first time player, you know, once you get over like the initial rules and you play it once, you're like, I only do like two things. <laughs> yeah. Like, two things you make a choice and you place it somewhere that's it and your turns over so it's like extremely simple it's a great game to give to new players because yeah. it really like piques their interest and you're like oh wow this is good oh and what i was going to say is too is that azul is very very i don't say tense but as you're scoring points the scores are usually so close yep like with lots of times the game will finish like one point. I beat my daughter by one point the other day. She was not happy. Mm -hmm. And then last night, Mm -hmm. um, yesterday, no. Yeah. Yesterday we had like a big game day yesterday. Um, and one of the, on one of them, the only reason I beat her was I got, I got the 10 point bonus for having five of the same tile out. And she was trying to get that and she just missed it. Because I oh, went wow. out like and oh, you so that. I beat her by like nine points where she would have okay. had me by one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, what what is your thought then on the the covers for oh, the, the Azul board? So I actually I had I had the expansion in arm's reach. So I actually was flipping through it and looking at it. And I, I didn't remember from previous that you you said that like the scoring was like two, two spaces, but I totally see it now. Yeah. And I agree. The tiles area is, is pretty good. I was really looking forward to the score area, holding that little cube perfectly in place. And it just doesn't. And what's, I mean, I, I see what they did and I guess, the one time that I played with them before I said, these things are garbage. Why did I buy this stupid thing? Um, when I played it then, it really didn't hold them in place. And it felt like my cubes were even like too big uh, to fit in there. And they kind of just like moved around. But I could see now in each two spot space on the scoreboard, it's actually not even recessed. I mean, well, it's recessed on its own. But then where the cubes stay is like up higher. I don't know why they did that. It's almost like it's almost well, like backwards. It's like upside down. But still, I mean, yeah, it, I suppose you got to still keep it low profile, and yeah. it's still it does improve it. It it keep at least it, if it's going to move, it's going to move one space, and that's it. Yeah, you know, no, unless I, someone's right. beaten on the table, then you're. You're, no matter what, you're, yeah, <laughs> those little yeah, you cubes going to go flying. Yeah. Uh, you need to find to new people out. to play with. Yeah. <laughs> you put them in a timeout. Exactly. But, so, But the, the one thing that I'm going to say is you probably could put this 
in the main box, but you would pretty much have to ditch the insert that the box comes with. So this is one thing, you know, Azul has a pretty nice insert uh, in there that holds the pieces. Um, you know, like the, the factory tiles go in these like little circle areas. There's what a spot for the first player token and so forth. And a lot of games will have even cheap inserts that are just cardboard. They're really there just for shipping, just so like the boards don't warp and the things are held in place. You don't need those. And, and this is something that is kind of hard for a lot of people to do. You can just take those and throw them out. I know it sounds like sacrilege probably, but uh, you know, you can always just put the tiles in like a plastic baggie and then fit everything in there because the crystal mosaic expansion is maybe an inch tall if that so you just need an inch space and i know right. the, the tile bag is huge so that yeah. needs a bunch of space so you can just ditch that insert and then probably fit this in just fine and um and then the other hard thing is throw out the crystal mosaic box <laughs> <laughs> altogether isn't that isn't that like a no-no throwing out <laughs> for your some boxes people it is, for some people but dude you got to consolidate space <laughs> to put more games <laughs> on your shelf as you get expansions throw everything in the main box if you can just got to keep it separate somehow <laughs> i mean i think you already got into i'm not sleeving oh right i think <laughs> we, we can think, talk about that today if you'd like yeah, or maybe we'll we'll talk about sleeves on another show. Maybe we'll okay. make it like a good topic because otherwise we'll we'll be this will be like an eighteen hour show. I can't I can't handle that tonight. Okay, but uh, but yeah 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 ditching inserts is like the first step. Ditching <laughs> a box is the second step. Combining things it's part of the evolution. Sometimes it's a necessity <laughs> based on space. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I was just looking at the insert. I I do like the idea of it. The one time that I used it, it was kind of disappointing. But uh, next time I play, I'll, I'll I'll bring them out again, and uh, and we'll try it. And maybe I'll maybe I'll have a renewed impression of them, and I'll I'll report back. Okay. So what else? Okay, so you you did Sushi Go, Play Nine, Racco, Azul. Um, also did go to my X-Wing, Star Wars X-Wing night. So I did play oh, nice. some of that. Um, didn't basically. you get that one when you were back in Arizona? Oh yeah. And I could, yeah, I yeah. couldn't figure out the game. My oldest yeah. son, Colin and I were trying to play it and we're just like, forget this. And yeah. it sat on the shelf. And then I was like, you know what? When I started this whole gaming journey, uh, late last year, I was like, I got this game. Let me go in, in this game store. Um, not the one you went to, but on, on south of me, um, mm -hmm. in the town just south of me, does a, a host next wing every Thursday night. And so they're like, anyone can come and play. I was like, I'll go and check it out. So I go over there. I try to go over there at least once a month um, because like the, was it the third or fourth Thursday? They do a, um, like a cooperative campaign thing that's really cool and a lot of fun to play. So you're basically playing against uh, there's one person that's, I guess you could call him like a DM or a game master who's running like 
the, the 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 enemy ships and controlling all that and they've got this story and there's there's they've got he's got all these like cards i forgot what the there's a mod or something that for this that they run and then the rest of us are all working together to you know do this mission and it's a lot of fun but when i went last week um i just played against one other person we built we each had i think three ships um and you know equipped them and we just basically fought each other so it was, it was fun there's a lot to learn i'm still trying to figure that game out um but uh, i'm having fun with it um also on my wednesday night game that's at the store that you i took you to sure. um met with uh, uh my group and we played marvel villainous and marvel dice throne oh, wow. uh, it was my turn first time playing marvel dice throne I actually think I like it better than the original game. Um, oh, and I'm wow. not, and it's not because of Marvel, um, which is going to be weird when you hear my full list here today. I'm not, I'm not this huge Marvel guy, but Marvel oh, Dice you? Throne, I feel like the, the characters and your powers are so much better. Like, I feel like when you're playing, you're doing a lot more damage. In the original Dice Throne, I feel like, oh, you're rolling this, you get your dice, and you're like, oh, I did three damage you know like whoop-de-doo you know <laughs> like i did an attack the other day and i was like 15 damage you know eat it and it took someone like half their health out and and it was we just had a great time it was like you know there was this back and forth and it was just like i it, i was probably the best dice thrown experience i've had uh was with the marble version but i not to talk bad i'm all in i have everything dice thrown i own everything nice, nice. um i love that game but uh, really liked the Marvel one. Um, I played Pandemic. So the night we recorded this, the last time we recorded our show, that night I had to basically, it was like staying up. I was going to basically stay up all night because I had to take my oldest son to the airport at three o'clock in the morning so he could fly back oh, to yeah. college. Right. So I was like, I was getting tired. I was like, I'm going to bed. I'm, I'll just deal with getting up. Well, it was like 1 a.m. and I'm still laying in bed wide awake. And I was like, okay, I got I got to get up in two hours, less than two hours. I might as well just get up. So my daughter wanted to ride with. So I come downstairs and look at her room. I was like, oh, and she's still awake. And I said, should we play, you know, what, let's do something. But I said, I can't watch TV. I can't play a video game. I will fall asleep. She's like, let's play a board game. And I said, one o'clock in the morning? Music you know? to my ears. Yeah. And <laughs> so I was like, um, I'm like, I don't know. And it's like, okay, well, and then on top of it, we picked a game none of us have played. But pandemic okay. came to the table at 1 a.m. <laughs> wow. And then I went upstairs and I lightly I no, I think I texted my oldest son. I said, Are you awake? <laughs> I said, nice. Haley and I are gonna play a board game. And next thing I know, I hear his door open. And he's like, I went to bed for a little bit and then I woke up at like 11. I've been awake since. And so we all sat down and learned how to play Pandemic. And it took, nice. I mean, we finished, we lost, barely. Wow. Oh, we lost by one turn. If we had, oh, if we had yeah. two more moves, like, like, I think it was like the cards ran out. Um, I'm trying to remember. There's where there's no cards for, for what? Like the Pandemic, the I'm trying to remember what I hope I'm not missing my game, but I remember we basically ran out of turns and we, and we fit, if we had had two more turns, um, uh, like if my daughter, 
I think it ended on me. If my daughter and my son could have gone one more time, we would have right. won with his last because we had Action. everything we needed. Yeah. And we had like three of the four viruses cured. We had the fourth one. We just had to get to Atlanta. Um, and and then we had to have like we had to swap some cards and we could have done it in two turns and we just we didn't make it. So but it was fun. But oh, my gosh, is that to me, that game like goes into that forbidden island reign of like, man, this game really want, doesn't want you to win. Nope, nope. So, um, if, you're, if it was so easy, you won it every time, then you wouldn't play it. Yeah, it's it's not as exciting. I do want to play it again because I was like, we were so close. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, Dragonheart, like you mentioned, we played that on BGA. So, I had to ask you a question. Now, I log my gameplay in um, what is it? BG Stats. Sure. Um. Now, so I've been I've been logging all my board game play. Then it comes up. The question is, can you log? Does does playing Azul and Dragonheart on BGA count? I would say. Are you really playing a board game? (laughs) I would, you know, I I would say it does for (laughs) for most purposes. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you're still playing. But was Dragonheart? Was that? Is that like a real card game, or is that just a digital only? Yeah. No, it's a it's a real card game. Oh, okay. Um, I've I, I don't think there's been a print of it forever. See, I mean, that's the thing. Some games are out of print and you just don't see them forever. So for new players, like right now, I think, or I, no, I thought there was going to be a reprint of Dragonheart, but there's some games, the only way to play them is actually an online adaptation just because you can't easily get the game. You know, yeah. it, uh, you know, you might be able to get on eBay or let's say on the, BGG marketplace or something like that. But, you know, especially some of these games where, you know, they came out 10 years ago and it was a print run of a thousand. Yeah. You know, it's like good luck finding one. And if it's online, it's like 250 bucks, especially if it's something that people like really, really wanted. Like Flamecraft for $300. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Dragonheart's an older game and it's, it's a really good one. It's, it's light and it's fun. Uh, my wife and I used to play it uh, quite a bit. You just get through like two, three games in a row with the real card game before BGA had it. But uh, it, it's a good one. Okay. Um, then I also played, like I said, it's going to be the yeah. funny thing, Marvel United. <laughs> I'm, yep. I'm not a Marvel guy, <laughs> but I had a so lot of Marvel say. this this last two weeks. But yeah. I, I don't even, oh, and I found Marvel United because something came up on, uh, I think I got an email from Kickstarter or something, and it was, here's one we're looking forward to, and it's called Marvel United Multiverse. And I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh, this looks kind of interesting. So I started watching some videos, like how to play, and I'm like, wow, that's an interesting play mechanic. I've never seen anything like that. And then I realized that, uh, I found out that, there's a whole bunch of these games out. So I looked around. I ended up picking up a copy um, of Marvel United. Um, I got this pack from Amazon, actually, I, that came with Marvel United, Marvel United Enter the Spider-Verse, and the Doctor Strange character as well. So it was like these three-pack three thing for a really good price. Um, 
so I got all that in and my kids and I have played quite a bit now of the United Marvel. I, f- I freaking love it. I absolutely love it. This game is so cool. Um, I just really enjoy the way it works. My kids enjoy it. Um, I could say at least my daughter does. My youngest son, I don't know, he was, I think didn't really want to play anything the other day. He just wanted to go watch TV. So he wasn't as into it, yeah. <laughs> I think, mm-hmm. as the rest of us. But um, we had a really good time with it. And um, ah, I am, I got more on the way. <laughs> But um, really enjoy it. And then the last game that I played this week, um, I did pick up. I I know, I think Forbidden Island was something you recommended to me a long time ago. Yeah, I, that's a good intro game. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't for me. Um, yeah. But I have well, never apparently played. Apparently all of them worked. <laughs> well, so Forbidden Island. You didn't Island, like X-Wing. You didn't like Colorado. You didn't like <laughs> Well, you had to remember back then. I know, I know. I was a big video game guy. That was it. And you've always been this board game trying it's to push your thing onto me. Um, trying to and on. Wait, you, I think, I think we played right before I left for the airport that one year. I think we played. Um, oh man, that space game, the card game. I think, I think we weren't able to finish it. Star oh, Realms. Star Realms. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I do like. I do like that, and we do have yeah, that. Yeah. But Forbidden Island was kind of my first. So you recommended this. I got it. I didn't know it was a cooperative game. And so reading it, I guess I didn't. I'm dumb. I didn't pick up on that fact that it was a cooperative game somehow. So when I went into it, I thought we were, you know, I've never played a cooperative board game. I didn't even know they existed. And, you know, because I'm used to like, sorry, and those types of things like, you know, but it's just, this was completely different and foreign type of game for me. So it took us a while before we realized that this was supposed to, we were supposed to be working together. So it really screwed everything up. And so I just got like frustrated. And now my, my wife and kids continued to play it and they really liked it, but I was like, ah, forget that. You know, I was like, dumb game. It's, you know, I, I took that attitude towards it and I've never played it since. But my daughter keeps saying, well, I want to play Forbidden Island. And I bought Forbidden Desert for them. Sure. Like, I'm not playing this garbage. It's on my shelf, but I'm not playing it. But I did get Forbidden Sky because I was like, it's one of those, I got to have the third one, right? I didn't know there was three in the series. So I had to get it just because it's like I felt odd. It didn't feel right. But then what the idiots did is this is almost even worse. I now have the whole the trio. But the last one's in a wooden box, in a cardboard box. The first mm-hmm. two came in tin can, <laughs> metal yep, yep. tins. And I'm like, oh. why would you put the third one in a cardboard box? Yeah. Why does it not match? Why can't I put it next to the other two? <laughs> nope, I can't because it's also too tall and it doesn't. <sighs> Calm down, yeah. Mark. Calm down. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Go to your happy place. The struggle um, is real. But know. so... I was watching Forbidden Sky, how to play that on BGG. And so we pulled this out the other day. Holy buckets, this game is hard. Now, I went into it knowing we got to work as a team. We have to work together. Man, that game does not want you to win. (laughs) It is tough. but, but But I had some saving grace 
and I was telling my youngest son about it today. So I was watching this group play on BGG. I didn't get to finish the video. It was like two hours long of them going through and one guy explaining it to the other three. Um, well, I got to the part where they were playing the game. And so we went and we were looking through the rules and, and I, that helps me to learn a game. I like to watch an explanation on, on a YouTube, sure. watch yeah. someone walk through it and explain how to play. And then I can go and then I read the rules. And for me, it's a lot easier because when I'm reading something that normally wouldn't make sense the first time, when I'm reading it the first time, it's like, I've already seen it and already kind of had it explained. So exactly. it makes, it's just like, okay, now I get this, this makes sense. So I kind of had, I, I, you know, so I knew I, we knew what we were doing and we played it. We played it once and died really quick from the freaking wind, um, kept blowing us off the platforms. Um, and we didn't have a medic cause we were doing the random cards. Like it okay. says you randomly put someone out. So we had, my daughter was the not master so she could repair ropes. But again, if we're splitting off to go do things, then you get blown off a couple of times and your rope's not fixed and she's not there to help. Then and it, it, it's just like, you know, the lightning zapping us. And so we, we died fairly quickly, but I was like, Oh, we're doing this again. So we immediately <laughs> reset and it was like, I want to play again. Sure. We did better the second time, but we still got destroyed. <laughs> but the second time we picked our characters. So I'm like, I'm the medic. My daughter stayed as the not master. My son took the climber, which really we didn't take it. It didn't really help us in this particular instance, um, but we did better. Um but we still lost and I'm like, man, this game is hard, but we did, we, we significantly progressed better from the first game to the second one. So it was like, wow, we did make substantial progress, which good, felt good. good. Um, so then uh, today I was watching the rest of that BGG and they got through, they won the game and then they were discussing it. And then one of the guys that was teaching it looked at something on the board and realized one of the very first tiles they laid was wrong. It wasn't, it was not allowed to be played there. Okay. <laughs> so basically yes. had, that doesn't count. <laughs> that so basically the, the one lady grabs their little pawns. She's like, well, I'm putting us back on the platform because we didn't escape. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, if, if the experts, are struggling. I felt pretty good. <laughs> no, it happens. It happens. So, but it's fun. I'm, we're going to get, we're going to launch that rocket. Mm -hmm. We are going to launch that rocket. It will get, it will happen someday. So See, it will be back on the, the table. Soon. About a game like that, you know, if you won the first and second games, like no problem, you know, and would you like, even yeah. want to play it? Yeah. It's like, Probably okay, not. yeah, we got this down. We got this down. It's easy. <laughs> but, I think we'll be playing Forbidden Island this coming weekend because my daughter was like, I want to play Forbidden Island. I want to play that again. And I was like, right. okay, yeah. we'll pull it out. I'll give it a shot. You know, I think I'll probably yeah, enjoy I, it this time now that I know, understand yeah. the whole cooperative thing. But I, I think you'll find it like, especially after playing, let's say like Forbidden Sky, you'll find Forbidden Island's like really simple. Yeah, yeah I probably. I, I don't, well, let me rephrase that. Not, simple to win necessarily but just easier to very, 
yeah, it's an easier game mechanically just because it's, I'll say, not as complicated. Yeah. And I, it's older I think too. I've heard that too, is like that the third one is like the hardest mm-hmm. and that, cause I, and it was funny because the, this past weekend I was in my, my big game store um, and there was someone, there was two people standing there talking about it. And this one guy was, he walked over and he it must've been a friend of his. And he's like, Oh, here's forbidden Island. And this is great. And then he was talking about all the others. And he's like, but this is the one you want to start with. Trust me. You don't want to start with the others. They're hard. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that's, that's uh 40 minutes in. And that's what I've yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's been a while. And so uh, one thing I was going to ask you, you kind of reminded me of this. Because I know that uh, when I was visiting you a couple of years ago, we went over to that one store and then it's like everybody was kind of milling around and I'm sitting there. I'm like, Ooh, what's this? Ooh, what's this one? What's, I mean, not, I knew what it was, but it's like, I go to the game stores and I actually peruse <laughs> the shelves yeah. and, you know, I'm like, Oh, you know, here's a game that I saw online, you know, and then I'm looking yeah. at the box and I'm looking at the back of it. Then I look at the price. Then I put it back. <laughs> do you find yep. yourself? Do you find yourself doing that now? Like going into like the new area, like oh, here's the new releases that they got in the past week. Let me see what they've got. Well, there, there's a right as you walk in the door, and I always stop and look. Um, but and I'll usually pick something up. I've some things I've picked up a couple times, and it's like, yeah, no, I didn't change my mind on this. Yeah. But that store, oh my goodness. I, I, so I was in there this weekend. I went over there purposely to find, I wanted, oh, I went over there with the purpose of finding, see if they had any more Marvel United. If they hadn't, you know, there's a whole bunch of different versions right. and expansions, I guess, to that game. So I'm like, I'm going to go get some because I really like this core game. Well, they didn't have any of them, which I was really surprised because this place is big. Um, but that's how I ended up with Azul Summer Pavilion. I must have walked up and down every aisle four or five times with with nothing, but it was just like I was there to buy something. Oh, been there, done that. Yep. You know, and then you're like, okay, and then you see something, and you're like, yeah, I I can't just I I came here for something else. Do I really want to spend seventy five dollars on a game that I may not play for another year or two? And you know, it's like, or it looks too hard, or I got so much on the shelf of shame, and but I'm like. Ooh, Azul. I know someone in one of my board game groups was like, I would mention I just got hooked on Azul. And they're like, ooh, get Summer Pavilion. It's, they, they, you know, that's really good. And so I looked at that and I was like, okay, I know I'm going to love this no matter what. Mm-hmm. Oh, they have an expansion with the same covers. I'll take that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, and, and there is a Queen's, oh. Yeah. Queen's Garden. Yeah. I was going to say Queen's Gambit. That's a different or, game. Yeah. Queen's oh. Garden. Yeah. Yeah, there's also um, Chocolatier. Oh, yeah, the new one. And then I, I think, think there's one more about stained it, glasses, stained glass windows or something. That's Well, there's a game, Sagrada. No, it's it's Azul. Okay. Um, yeah, because I, I did see the chocolate one, and it's I'm like, this is just a rethemed one. I think. Yes. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's, this, it's, it's Azul. But all the instead of the they just changed the tiles to be like chocolate or mint. Yeah. There's like mint and different cut. So yeah, I'm like skipping that one. But the other azul is stained glass of Sintra. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm That's probably right. gonna. I'm. I know I'm gonna get that one. Yeah, I'll probably I did. pick it up the next time I'm in that store. Yeah, I, I did it. play that one like three years ago. I think. Yeah. That's a good one. That was a good one too. So. Yeah, that's got these like vertical, vertical uh, stained glass things in there. I think. Yeah, dude, I'm on the Azul train, baby. Yeah, no, it's it's a good one. Um, and I'll I'll probably get Chocolatier anyways, just because yeah. <laughs> it's another version. <laughs> it's like you gotta have it, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's no, like Forbidden you, Sky. I, I how can I? There's three in the series. How come I only have two? It's incomplete. <laughs> yeah, there is a completionist. Yeah. Uh, itch that Jerks. you do get, yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if I have both of those in my on my shelf here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, I I just wonder if it's going to reach a point of where they're milking it too long, you know? Because Azul is simple and it's like elegant and it's fun, you know. How much can they tinker with that um, before they start going astray? Now, granted, yeah, these other games, you know. They could have like like the chocolate one. It could have had the name Mark on it, right? It doesn't. It doesn't really matter <laughs> what it's called, right? Because right. you know they're so abstract and stuff like that. They're just lumping it in there, you know, to yep. write out the Azul name as much as they can because they know what. We'll yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's been a. A nice recording so far, <laughs> 45 <laughs> minutes, and we just are barely getting started. How about this time we kind of do what we did last time? We'll just go through like one one thing on, on each of these. Oh, um, well, I don't think we need to even, we need to, I would just say let's cover your topic and then uh, okay. hit that and we maybe, got a community uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Okay. So, um, you know, the, I titled oh. this show, do you want to say something? I might have to alter that in a minute, but I'll have okay. to make two things mentioned, but it'll be quick, but go ahead. So one thing, so I titled the the show missing. What could you mean missing? How does that go into board games? Well, games have lots of pieces and sometimes yeah. they, um, you know, they don't come packed properly from the factory or whatever, and things are missing. Sometimes an accident, sometimes it's a, like a whole print run that's jacked up. And, you know, the or, publishers... Or, or your card from Forbidden Sky, one of your cards, your character's cards is already ripped out of the yeah. package. <laughs> so a lot. So a lot of times... If you just contact the manufacturer or the publisher, they'll send out replacement pieces, usually free. Um, like I had a copy of a game called Copycat by Freedom and Freeze, and we were short, I think, one piece. And I contacted them. They sent me a piece from Germany. Um, oh, wow. Which was impressive. Um, at least I think it was from Germany. But anyway, I remember it was like a little envelope with one piece inside. That was it. Nothing else. And I'm like, I'm impressed, you know, that, that they did that. And, you know, it was, it was the right thing to do. And then, you know, various other uh, companies will have, you know, like um, there was a game. Oh, man. 
I did a video on it uh, years ago, a really nice setup video on it. But uh, it's about this dude that is, it's kind of like a Robinson Crusoe game. Really fun where this dude's on an island and you have this huge stack of like a hundred plus cards. And my whole stack of cards was miscut. Meaning that when they cut the cards, the art wasn't centered in the card, if that makes sense. So like yeah. all the cards were like shifted. There was like a huge white area and uh, you know, it's an obvious goof, but they sent me a, like a whole replacement stack of cards, which is awesome. And you know, this stuff happens or you'll get like a wooden piece that will be like deformed, especially like the wooden ones, right? Because it is wood, you know, they do stamp it and, you know, cut it to shape and everything. You know, sometimes things go awry at the, the factory and, you know, they're not done right. But um, there was a Kickstarter that, um, that I backed that uh, apparently has a missing die in it. So these things are currently shipping, right? I don't have the game in hand yet, but there's a die, a dice inside that is missing. So they sent out this email that basically says, you know, construction, oh, there's been an error, you know, um, the we're missing a die inside there, but don't worry. It's a normal white die that you can, you know, use any normal white die, not a big deal. Uh, it'll be too expensive for us to ship everybody a dice, a die, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I think dice is plural. A die is a single, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, we're not going to ship them. It's going to be too expensive, but as a consolation, we'll give you 20% off on our store. And I'm like, I was kind of irritated by that just because it's like, okay, you're giving me 20% off in a store that I'm not going to buy anything from. Yeah. And, you know, the kick, you know, I, I backed your thing on Kickstarter and, you know, I'm an early supporter. Your production run is going to be right because it's going to be fixed for production. So it's like I supported your product early and you screwed it up and now I've got an incomplete thing. Well, yeah, I can probably scrounge a white. I mean, I don't, I'm not a dice person. I don't have hundreds of dice around. It's like, I only have the ones for the, for the game. So if I want a complete game, I'm going to have to go out and buy a white die or probably a full set. If I want them to all be the same, because if there's, I want, if there's like, let's say, four dice total three of them are in there and then the fourth one's different it's gonna bug me <laughs> so <laughs> i'm gonna have to buy four of the same but anyway i don't know what, what do you think about that is am, am i wrong to be kind of irritated that they would do something like that because basically it's like sorry here's a 20 percent off coupon you know when you know i can go to my local game store and get their games cheaper than 20 percent off with shipping and I'm yeah and I mean, I don't know. Is is it nitpicking? Um, are are they just copping out and not truly helping their people? Or I don't know. What do you think? I I think I 
I'm one that subscribes to the idea of you take care of your customers mm -hmm. um, because, you know, it's actually kind of funny. I didn't realize. So when you talked about you, you emailed the cost company, I actually just went to the, to game rights page who makes forbidden Island. Sure. Um, I didn't realize how many other things they make that I have. Um, oh yeah. Like, oh, I have that. I have that. I have that. Um, but I got another game from them called quicks which is dice sure and one of the dice now this is a simple fix i just need to do it one of the dice it's the yellow dice and they have the white dots well like one of the dots didn't get filled in with white paint so when you roll in it you're like oh it's a three. Oh, oh wait no that's actually a four or something you know it's uh yeah. um i don't remember which I, and it's it's just a simple thing i i could call them and say hey give me a new yellow dice but i can just go get white paint but I did just email them about the card, but I bet you I won't get a card from them because I don't know if that game's in print. So I think for something like an established company, if they can't, it's tough because I don't know. That's a really good question, Rob, because I doubt they can just get one card, you know, but you'd think that they got to have access to this stuff, but, but they, there, they, they make games, right? They probably don't just have a bunch of extra cards laying around for this particular reason. So, but you know, that goodwill of saying, you know what, we're going to send one to you or we'll just send you a new game. Maybe it's easy. Maybe it's even easier for them to do that. We're just going to replace it for you or it will get you a card and a discount or something. I just feel like taking that effort is what really keeps your customers happy um, because the first thing I thought when I realized, oh, quicks and the, so that's two games I've got from this company that came out of the box with something wrong with it. And now I'm like, Hmm, maybe I need to be leery of this particular game company, you know, as, yeah, especially yeah. as a new gamer coming in. Why, why are there stuff shipping with problems, ripped cards and yeah. dice not painted correctly and like what's the deal here? But yeah, it, I think and you know it's re it's really not the company's fault per se. It's the factory, but they chose that factory, but, right? And that it's not, but the, it's not the customer's fault. We right. purchase something, the company should deliver said product in complete form. If you went and bought a car, you drove it off the lot, and the tire fell off, that's going to be on the dealer. Whoa! How come? How come? You didn't have the tire fat, the wheel fastened to the car, right? I mean, that's maybe a bad analogy, but, you know, you went and bought something. They said, here's what you're going to get. If it's incomplete or broken, they should replace it. And if they're not going to replace a card or a dice, then they could ship you a new game and say, put your old game in the box and here's a return shipping label, yeah. you know? And, and, and honestly, they could just send you a new game because it would cost them more to return it. And the goodwill for just shipping a game that doesn't really cost them, they already have them. You know what I mean? It, mm -hmm. it, I think that's more important. Now, when it comes to a Kickstarter, that's a little tough, I think, depending on like this Marvel uh, United multiverse that I, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to mention in a minute. That's a Kickstarter from Simon Games. Well, they that's a game company, okay? And 
they have a lot of games. So they're just like GameRight, in my opinion. They're an established company. They're just using Kickstarter to build, get the money ahead of time before putting it on the shelf, which is a smart idea. Sure. Now, and so if something comes wrong with that, I would expect because Simon is a company established, they should make it right. Now, what if Rob, Rob Gaming LLC creates his very first card game and he ships it to some guy named Mark on the West Coast because I kickstarted his his project and it shows up and it's missing some dice or it's got a card or two missing. How do I hold Rob accountable? And is it really fair? Because in that instance, Rob is built this game out of his home. He's not a company. You know, he's trying to get started. And the, you know, I, I think I would hold Rob to a different level right. of expectation. Well, I, I know what you're saying, yeah. But I would still think, I would still expect Rob to fix it because I still... I gave him money to make his product, his dream come true. And the least he could do is make sure it was right. And I would think he would want to make sure being a new to the game. Right. Right. Um, because word of mouth is a big thing. There are a lot of gaming podcasts out there and people talk about these things and it's important to go, Hey, this company treated me right. You know? Yeah. So I think everyone should try to make it right. If they're going to sell you something, you should get what you buy regardless. But I would be a little lenient myself as a consumer to a one-off or a, a like, you know, Rob LLC compared to big box games <laughs> company. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, I was just looking at the rules. And yeah. the thing too is on Kickstarter, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. If if you have a bad experience, you're probably not going to kickstart anything else. Yeah, potentially. And and so I want to give a shout out here. This is great because I mentioned, I think I told you, I don't think I talked about it in the last show. Evil Bunny is I thought it was my first Kickstarter. It's my first game that I've officially kickstarted. Before it was out and I got, but Dog Park, I didn't kickstart it, but I got in on the pre-orders from Kickstarter. So that was the first one that I got, but it, it wasn't something I funded prior to it. It was like, okay, we're going to ship these. We're doing pre-orders. And so I got in with like the Kickstarter crowd. So I actually got my copy. In fact, I've seen people post like, oh, I, my Kickstarter arrived. And I'm like, oh, I had that last week and I didn't. You know, I was on the pre-order group, but right. anyways, that was still, uh, that's not available yet. And, uh, so it was, but anyways, that's a whole stupid, I'm going off topic, but evil bunny was one that I, I did kickstart from the start. Looked like a cute little game. And I got the notice that it shipped. It was like a month later, nothing. And I was looking at the tracking and like UPS is like, Oh, it's missing. You gotta go ask to the game company. And I'm just sitting here going, so my, Right off the bat, like I'm going to get hosed and I can just see UPS blaming them and them going, well, we're just one game company and we don't have the extra, you know, that type of thing. And I was like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get hosed. It's a Kickstarter. What, what, what help, what protection do I have? I really appreciate 
these people responded to me within like an hour of my email. And they said, we verified this with UPS. We see that, yes, it is missing. We're sending you a new copy. We're going to ship it two day air and you'll have it in two days. And I had it in two days. And I'm like, and now I'm going to just talk up this company and this game because they took care of me. And they probably could have said, well, it's out of our hands. That's UPS's right. fault. We didn't fault. lose yeah. it. Yeah. That's and so many companies point fingers nowadays and no one takes personal responsibility. This company said, we'll send you another one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy more from them. You know, it's just, it, it's, it's, they took care of me and I'm happy with it. That, that makes me feel good. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was a, uh... I'll sort of along similar, well, not really that similar, but there was a, a company that uh, I kickstarted a game and uh, it was actually TGG Games and uh, it was a game by uh, Dr. Finn's Games. Really, really good one. But uh, what happened was, so a lot of these places that do Kickstarters, you know, they will, you know, create the game, you know, get it printed overseas typically. And then it comes over on a container. Then it goes to a distribution facility, whether it's a or a fulfillment facility. Sometimes, sometimes they use Amazon. Uh, sometimes they use the stores. There's a number of different stores that have a logistics arm uh, that does this. But uh, they're the ones that actually, you know, package everything up and then mail it out, uh, you know, for for the company. And what had happened was, I guess there was like a whole palette of regular version games uh, that got shipped out to people that had, that had Kickstarters. So somebody screwed up and, you know, now they had like hundreds of people that got the wrong game. And I was one of them. So I was supposed to get the Kickstarter version, which had, you know, a number of upgraded pieces to oh, it. You yeah. know, some shinies and stuff like that. Uh you know, wood pieces, you know, foil logo. I'm just making some of the stuff up, which but right, it's no. stuff for Kickstarters. Yep. And, and um, yeah, what, what they basically said to make it right was, you know, our, our, our fulfillment shipping partner, they messed up and a number of you people got the wrong version. They said, you know, we're sorry. Just let us know. Just contact us. We will send you out the Kickstarter version give the other game to a friend and i was like that's actually kind of cool it's like i i got two versions of the game basically and you know they didn't like want me to take ebay the other one didn't you (laughs) (laughs) get your money back (laughs) no i'm waiting i'm waiting for you to come and and pick it up (laughs) what is it maybe in august maybe in august but uh no, but it was it was kind of cool, you know. They they went above and beyond, and yeah, you know, here a company is, you know, not wanting to send out a dice, a no, a die, one dice. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at their uh, components list, and it's one six sided die. So technically, yeah, just any six sided die should work because there's only one in the whole game. <laughs> 
but uh, I can mail you one if you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, you go above and beyond this company, and and I'm not like totally knocking the company because I I like them. They've been around for a long time, and I, I enjoy so many of their games. But I just thought it was kind yeah. of, uh, I thought it was kind of a a cop out with what they did, and. I don't know, just griping. And, you know, I'll probably never play the mode that this uh, this die is required. So in the end, it doesn't matter. But it was a good 45-minute discussion. <laughs> or so, not 45-minute, how 20-minute discussion. That was still good. Was... Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So... Yeah, just who knows how many games you have that where you actually didn't count the pieces. Some people do that. When they first get the game, they go through and they count everything to make sure that they have it. I, I just can't do yeah. that. That's, yeah. that's a little much. But anyway, um, so here, go on to so, community chat, you think? Real quick, I got, I'm got. i going to just say two real quick things. So I mentioned my shelf of shame. Uh, my game is Everdell that is the one I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. I'm playing it this Friday. So my s- Southern store is doing a Everdell game night, teaching nice, the game, nice. thing like that. So I'm signed up for that. So that's coming off the shelf this weekend, unless Ooh. they cancel it or something. But, um, and then uh, on a Kickstarter star side, <laughs> I did get two more. <laughs> now I pre-ordered and I talked, I emailed you about this today. I saw that Star oh, yeah. Wars, the deck building game, Mm-hmm. um is going pre-order um on the kickstarter so i i i went ahead and pre-ordered that sucker um and then because i fell in love with marvel united and, and that is <laughs> just to clarify that is the new deck building game not the old the, the card the game. new one it is yeah. the new one it's yeah it's called the deck building game it's going to release on in march of this year so this is in there. They're taking pre-orders right from the company store. So actually, it's not even a Kickstarter. I guess it. it the Kickstarters haven't gone out or they're whatever. I don't even know if it's Kickstarted, but because I bought, I ordered it right from directly from the store. Yeah, because pre-orders. Is, that's Fantasy Flight, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't. Yes. I don't think they do Kickstarters. So so yeah. okay. So I pre-ordered that. It's available to pre-order if you'd like. Coming out in March. The other thing I mentioned, Marvel United. Um, good lord. I'm going all in on this bad boy. So <laughs> I, I, I originally was getting the the $100 release, which was like everything. Well, now they've added a play mat and extra cards and stuff. And it's like, at this point, I think I'm, I'm like up to $180. <laughs> mm, oh boy. But there is so much. And every day I'll get emails. Hey, we've met this cut goal. So we're releasing this character. And I'm like, I made a comment today. I'm like, this box is going to be huge. So I'm real curious to see how big this box is going to be. Cause there's so much in it, but anyways, I, I added that. So I just wanted to, to share that. Um, but that's it now. Yeah. I think I only got one this week or actually within the last two weeks, only one that was bot factory and it showed up just uh, maybe Saturday. So just recently, like, no, it showed up Friday. That's right. It but, showed up. So you've got it or that was new to the Kickstarter. Oh no. One that I received. Oh, so new to yeah, your shelf. It, it, yeah. It, uh, it's new to the floor <laughs> what, or new to the floor. What's it called? 
Bot Factory, I think. Ah. It's new Vital Lacerda game. Um, factory. No, wait. Actually, no, hang on. Please hold. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, I see the uh, Kickstarter info by Chow Quintella Martins. Bot Factory. Bot Factory. Uh, it's a Vital Lacerda game and Joao Quintella Martins. Yeah. Yeah. So Vital Lacerda, he makes some really good games. Um, all of them get published through Eagle Griffin, and they're all annoyingly really big boxes. This one isn't too bad. This one's actually a normalish box. Um, like it's similar to the one that you said earlier. Of it's it's like a GMT standard. Okay. <laughs> no, but it's 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 I'll say a norm a normalish box, not like a okay. fancy flight box, but more rectangular. <laughs> And uh, yeah, the other one's like, I've got Gallerist and um, Weather Machine. And they're just all just huge. And they really irritate me because they don't fit on shelves very good. They don't they don't play well with other games. But yeah, I just got that one. I still haven't opened it yet. Looks good. Cool. And didn't you sign up for a kick, Kickstarter for your... Your favorite game of all time? Oh, I thought I talked about that. Yeah. Oh, I, I, okay. Maybe I'll just say it again. Yeah. Castles of Burgundy <laughs> has the new edition from Awakened Realms. Yeah. It's, uh, it's such a good game. Such a good game. <laughs> just love it. I mean, it is. Well, I love the game. I apparently didn't love it enough to get the newer version that just came out like a couple years ago, but that was kind of just like a new edition or like an anniversary edition or something like that. You were just waiting for this one. Yeah. This <laughs> one has like really nice pieces and stuff like that. And like I said, it's one of probably my most favorite games of all time. I've, I've got a couple um, castles of Burgundy is one of them. And for some reason I just love, 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 Manhattan Project, which is a game that's probably never, ever going to get a reprint. Um, it was a small print to begin with, and uh, but it, it's such a good game. It's probably more nostalgia. I played it a couple weeks back, and it so Manhattan Project was one of like the first games that actually ever went on Kickstarter. And it was done by a company called Minion Games out of Wisconsin. Uh, which is not around anymore, unfortunately. But uh, it's so simple looking. I mean, the art on it is, I'll say, like very stylized and not that great <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> but the game is so much fun. It's basically about building bombs <laughs> to blow up people. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, so you, you have scientists and engineers and workers and you're getting yellow cake and plutonium and stuff and you're <laughs> building bombs and then you have to load it onto a plane to, and you can attack your opponent and use their factories. It's it just, it's such, such a fun little game. And, um, you know, I just look at it now, and it's like, man, games have come such a long way. Oh, and by the way, I did look up Dragonheart, and it was originally printed in 2010. 
they oh, okay. did come out with a new newer version of it. It's not called Dragonheart, but uh, it's called Op- Opale. O p a l e. It came out. Uh, this would be like three, four years ago, and I don't think it's available in the U.S. But uh, yeah, Dragonheart, as as we know it, is as you and I played it, is not. It's out of print and not available right now. Uh, okay. But uh, but yeah, yeah. It's keep going off on tangents. Let's. Uh, All right. Let's, let's get back to the program here. So is that is that all you want to say about the Kickstarter? I'm, I'm good. Yep, I'm okay. done. <laughs> yeah. So uh, going into the community section, we did get um, a message from Matt uh, from last episode, episode 39, and Matt wrote in saying, "Nice to hear you guys again after the abrupt stop of the other podcast." <laughs> Maybe I guess it was abrupt. I guess you're right, Matt. I've been getting into board games. <laughs> Uh, two a little uh, due to working with uh, moving boxed games at work. I recently tried out Bloodborne. Oh wow, a board game! And after the steep learning curve, uh, the last board game any of us played was Risk. <laughs> yeah, so it's a while ago. It got to be pretty entertaining. So that's cool. Uh, I guess uh, he likes Bloodborne at least, and. Yeah, if, if you guys go beyond Bloodborne, I'd, I'd be interested to see what you go go to next. But that's that's cool that Matt is uh, getting into gaming. I think I think it's funny that one of the first comments is from someone from our other show. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's good. We're here oh. for the long term, Matt. We're we're in it. You gotta you gotta give us props. It was abrupt over there, but. <laughs> I think we just got wore out. Yeah. <laughs> you can only do talk about the same thing for so long. <laughs> yeah. 672 shows or something like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, but yeah, th- thanks for the message. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I know there's a lot of other people from the old show that are into gaming, Big. even old hosts and stuff. Yes. So. Yeah. Good friend, Ravioli Capone. Um, yeah. who lives in Indiana, by the way, Rob, and has yep. offered yeah, to moved. let us stay with him for if we go to Gen Con. So we'll we'll have to discuss. Yeah. So, or that might be something for you because uh, I'm going to be trucking kids with me. <laughs> because, oh, if you go? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my son goes and then Jay and his daughters go. It's It's a whole... So now you're telling me I got to fly my two kids out there too. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> what I would All do right. is save the money and spend it on games. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I might have to buy one extra seat just to put the suitcase in it full of games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The seat next to me. I bought these games a seat. Yeah. It's like, um, it's, and, and just so you know, there are, um like youtube videos out there that people have posted because a lot of people go to so there's that big spiel oh um, essence spiel yeah essence, yeah um convention <laughs> i've seen what Europe. people bring from there and i'm like my goodness yeah so <laughs> so the problem with going over there is how do you get that stuff back right and yeah. and there's some really UPS. interesting things <laughs> well 
I mean, what, what a lot of people do is like, they'll spend like their last day basically punching games. So they'll go through cause you don't want any extra weight. So they'll punch games, oh. you know, throw out, you know, the, all the, all the trash stuff. Yeah. All the, all the trash stuff. And then people have gotten even good to be good, really good at combining down boxes. So, you know, you might take like your biggest game, take all the stuff out and then you can fit like another box in it. Yeah. And then fit, you know, both pieces. So it's like, now you have two games in the space of one. So it's really interesting. Like wow. they talk about like how they do it. <laughs> Some people actually just get rid of the boxes altogether. Yeah. Um, you know, they just bring Ziploc bags and put everything in there or collapse the boxes down and, you know, various strategies. Uh, there's a lot of people can't watch those <laughs> videos. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, they're destroying the box. The box <laughs> needs to be in perfect mint yeah. condition the entire yeah. time. And I, I get it. Yeah. yeah, I get it. But it's funny. Yeah. So anyway, um, is that it for episode 40? Or do you want to mention That's anything it. else? Thanks, nope. thanks Matt, I'm for good. that uh, message. We'd love to hear um see if you guys uh tried out anything else or, or if you guys have been getting into any other games love to hear that yeah so okay so i guess that's a wrap for episode 40 uh we'll catch you all next time i'm rob thanks for listening everybody i'm mark uh, catch you later <laughs>